Hi, everyone. Welcome to Who Can It Be Now? This is Marilyn Aloria, and this episode, we're going to be talking about where do we go from here? So in this episode, I'm going to be talking a bit about uh, living the life that you really want to live and how you can do that as a spiritual person who is super sensitive to things, certain tools and techniques that you can use to live the life that you're desiring to live and get it from your heart out into the world. I'm going to be sharing a little um, bit of tarot about tarot, and I'm going to actually do readings from uh, Sue Bellamy Sparrow, Sue Be Sparrow Bellamy's uh, deck. She's actually a, was a student of mine, and she created this deck, she says, from studying tarot with me. But of course, she's an artist, and there's so many other things she studied. She's a Reiki person. There's so many things. So I'm going to be doing a reading from that. I'm going to talk about tarot cards and how we you can work with them um, via phone and things like that. I'm also going to be talking about ghosts, all things that go bump in the night. And most importantly, I'm going to be talking about you, how you can um, own your life more, because I feel like we're in a very interesting time right now. And I'm going to, the last thing I'm going to talk about is taking a walk with your higher self, because I'm doing a lot of higher self training. So that is the mishmash of everything that's going to be in today's episode. I promise to um, give you a lot of twists and turns, but keep you on course and make it filled with some exciting details and tools and techniques to help you to live the best life yet. That is my, that is my mission. And that is my mission for my own life. That is my mission for your life. My mission for everybody I come in, most people I come in contact with. How's that? Let's say it that way. Um, and as you know, I usually do these things where I just show up and I have ideas of what I want to talk about. And then spirit kind of works with me and we create this together. So we do put these on YouTube. I know some of you have been watching them on YouTube and um, you may want to go to this episode and watch it on YouTube because I am going to be doing the card readings. I'm going to show you her beautiful cards. I'll tell you how you can get her cards if you'd like to. She doesn't know I'm doing this, but I really appreciate Sue and we appreciate each other. And um, I want to share her beauty and her work with all of you. And then the other thing, um, if you go on the YouTube, you're going to see some of my gray hair. I've stopped dying. I don't know why. I just don't feel like going to the beauty parlor and getting my hair dyed. I mean, I could buy a store-bought box. I don't feel like doing that either. I don't know how long this is going to go on for, but I'm kind of liking the gray hair. So those of us who are in our, uh, I don't know, some people go gray early. I didn't. Um, in our 50s or 40s or wherever you are and you're having gray hair, let's uh, sport that gray hair together. And even men out there, right? No matter what, um, enjoy it. I don't know how long this will last for me, but I think it's kind of fun. I'm having a lot of fun embracing it. I didn't even do it for any other reason except for laziness. I just did not feel like going to the beauty parlor, did not feel like sitting in the chair for two hours. I used to have hair extensions and I used to go every six weeks to get them done. And I freaking hated it. I, I really could not stand it. And uh, I actually had to get the hair first in the first place. I told a story about this because the hair had to have my energy on it. So she, so I had to tell the woman to give me the hair first and she thought I was nuts. And I'm like, I have to hold the hair on for a couple of weeks, you know, in my possession, I put it on my, my little altar that I have. I don't have a huge altar and let the hair sit there and gather my energy. And then she put the hair on my head and, uh, I just, it was a lot of maintenance, man. I am not a high maintenance girl at all. It's just not my thing. So I'm sporting gray. So you can see a little bit of the gray and it's been fun. I'm actually enjoying it because I've never like done it before. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how long that lasts. The most important thing I want to talk about is your higher self. I am uh, releasing, by the time you listen to this podcast, it will be already released my higher self free lesson for all of you. 
Is it free? No, you have to give your email address. Are you going to get emails after? Yes, you are. So if that bothers you, then I don't know, opt in and then opt out if you want to or opt in and stay in and enjoy it because it's going to be pretty phenomenal. So um, it's MarilynLaurie.com forward slash higher self, H-I-G-H-E-R-S-E-L-F, S-E-L-F, MarilynLaurie.com forward slash higher self. And you can get that free training. And um, what it is, is it's the first lesson I did in Next Level Living. It's a higher self and your mindset, which is super important. So you're going to watch the video. You're going to have a beautiful ebook that just gives you some journal prompts, because I think journal prompts are really important in order to um, go in depth with your learning. And then you're going to get a couple of tips and techniques from me, and then you will get some other stuff as well. So you can go to marilynlaurie.com forward slash higher self. Even if you're on my email list, you have to go into this particular opt-in is what they call it in the business world, because um, I want you guys in a different place for now, but you'll still get my newsletter as well if you are signing up for this. And like I said, if you don't like it and there's too many emails, well then don't read the emails, delete them or uh, don't stay on the list. That's up to you. So it, it doesn't bother me what you decide to do, but I do send very valuable emails every single Thursday. I make sure that there's some type of tip technique in there. It's me writing them, not somebody else. And um, and then we also send the podcast summary. Okay, let's start off with ghosts. I have been talking that I haven't been talking much about paranormal stuff. Here I am a medium and I don't talk about paranormal stuff. And the reason is because it's become my everyday life. So I don't even think about it anymore. Um, I've been seeing a lot visually lately. So when they start opening up a, I already have clairvoyancy, I have clairaudience, I have the different gifts, but when they want to expand or grow a gift, they may highlight one in particular. So you may start noticing you're hearing more things. You may start noticing your downloads, you're getting more downloads. And for me right now, it's visual. It's a lot of visual stuff, a lot of vivid, vivid dreams. And I've been noticing things that aren't in the room. This has been happening for quite some time. And sometimes they ignite it more than others. So um, like I was just in my living room and I turned around, I thought something was there and I turned around and there was nothing there. That's a part of clairvoyancy. Many of you may be having this experience where you go outside and you think you see a guy and then you turn around and it's a hydrant or it's a pole. That's part of clairvoyancy. But really what I think it is, is, and what I feel it is, is it's your brain that says, oh, there can't be a guy standing there. That can't be. So I do believe in multidimensionals um, living, and I believe that our dimensions go in and out. There's a lot more I'm going to start saying about this in the future, about different dimensions and how we're walking in different dimensions. And also I'm going to talk about consciousness and what happens when we pass and what I believe really happens on the other side. But so a lot of times when you're seeing things and then you turn around and it's not there, it's because your brain says, oh, it can't be. There can't be a dead person standing there or it can't be, excuse the language, there can't be a a a spirit or a angel or a color or a blob or a door or whatever you're seeing standing there. So that's been happening to me a lot lately in the visual. And um, I actually do have, I'm recording this on July 31st to 2023. And I have a little slight head injury of a concussion. So um, a lot of people would say, yeah, it's the concussion, you know, those skeptics, right? No, this has been happening my whole life. So it's just highlighted now more. And there's also so much going on in my spirituality. Can some of it be the concussion? Of course, some of it can be the concussion. But um, it was happening before that and it's happening again. And the reason is, is because I'm creating a lot of change in my life. And I feel like what I do is I teach people how to create change from the inside out. I know that's what we do in Next Level Living. When we're in Next Level Living and I'm teaching them how to go deep in a way that I've never taught before. 
And I can't even say it's me teaching because I really get out of the way and I just let my guides come through me and teach. And I'm not just talking the way I normally talk. Sometimes my intonation will get um, lower and more mellow and calmer and I won't have as much, you know, up and downs. But they really work through me and they teach through me. And I really can't take credit for the teachings. I can take credit for delivering the teachings, but it's really their brilliance that comes through me. They are my guides, my personal guides. I know them very well. It isn't some Tom, Dick, or Harry that decides to stop by and talk through me. I don't allow that kind of stuff. I also don't allow full-on channeling where I'm not aware of what's going on. So it's a semi-conscious channeling. I'm aware. I know what I'm doing. I kind of have it, but I really let them talk. And how that works is they teach, they're teaching in such a deep way. We just are finishing up the soul lesson this month, which was um, soul and your goals. And now we're going into conscious and unconscious dreaming. By the time you listen to this podcast, we'll be into conscious and unconscious dreaming. And then after that, we're going into money. We're going into finances, abundance, because they're teaching me a lot about how easy it is to just step into the dimension of the life that you desire. Many of you may be having some really wonky moments lately. And I got to admit, like some have been happening to me too. So when you're really decided to live a better life, live a a life that's more in alignment with you, you want to create change. You want to have the life that you've been dreaming about and you start taking the steps. Things don't always get easier. Matter of fact, they don't. They get um, really wonky, really uncomfortable. And you may be having some experiences where things are happening And really what it is, is testing you to see how you react to them. Are you going to react differently or are you going to pull out the same way that you've reacted to them from the past and like freak out about them? So one of the things I've been giving up is like frustration and anger. And I never really realized how much it's been coming up inside of me. And I've talked about this in a previous podcast. And I also feel I was talking to my tennis coach today and I told her I have a concussion and she's like, Oh, that might be what, because I was telling her about the irritability I've been having on the tennis court. And she's like, that might be why you're irritable. And I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't even like think of that. And I was slightly depressed and I haven't been depressed in a long time. And I was like, oh, I wonder if this, the depression is because of that too. And so I Googled depression and concussions and it's, it is a a thing, but really what's more important to me is I can't sit here and I'm not going to say it's just a concussion or I hit my head or whatever. To me, it's like, what can I change? So I got into prayer this morning with my guides channeling. And sometimes when I get into these modes where I'm like, all right, something's got to shift, something's got to change. I go at them. Yes, you can go at your guides. It's okay. They're going to love you anyway. That's not what I'm doing these days. These days I'm like, okay, really ready to create change. What do I need to do? Where do I need to go? Who do I need to see? What do I need to do? And I feel like that's what I'm going to do a reading on for all of you today, as well as tell you some stuff about the higher self. I was supposed to talk about ghosts. We'll get back there in a second. So I've been talking to my guides like, okay, so I'm fully responsible for this life. I am fully responsible for where I'm at in this life. Um, and I just want to know what I need to do in order to create the best life yet. I really feel like we're in an incredible time right now. Whenever you're listening to this will be the incredible time for you. But for those of you listening to it in real time, like I said, I'm recording it July 31st, 2023. It'll probably come out like three weeks from now. Um, we are in a time where we really better, we really have to mold our life. And when we mold our life, we better be very clear about what we want and make really conscious decisions and choices towards it. So your higher self can really help you to do that. So go to marilynalori.com forward slash higher self, learn how to work with your higher self and really create the life that you desire with your higher self, because your higher self already holds the answers 
to the questions that you have. You're not always going to access them because there's going to be something inside of you that you have to grow and learn before you can access them. All right, let me go back to ghost. Ghost. Okay, so ghosts come a lot in my house, a lot. And I have protection around. So they can't like, there can't be a lower level energy that comes in if I'm sleeping and I'm vulnerable for whatever reason and a lower level energy tries to work its way in. I have been many times in a full on dream and I've shared this before where I will shut down my house while I'm sleeping and dreaming. I'll be like dreaming, going through the dream and I'm like, oh, something's in my room and I'll just start shutting it down while I'm continuing to dream and sleep. So, but ghosts to me are not harmful right? It depends on the energy of the ghost. And I don't, I'm not afraid of them. And I don't like, like, this is basically me. I'll be sitting by the stove and a ghost will come up against my back. Happens all the freaking time. And I'm like, hello, ghost. That's all I say. And I continue making my salad. I just acknowledge it. It's not there to harm me. It's not there to bother me. And I don't care. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not worried about it. So it happens a lot. I did a little video. You'll see it on Instagram. And I believe it's on Facebook where I show you even on the toilet they'll come in. It's like right behind me. They're always behind me. And they love to be really close, really, really close. Sometimes they like to be right on your back. Oh, it just remembered a paranormal thing. Holy mackerel. See, this is what happens. It happens all the time. I was sleeping the other night. I don't think it was last night. It was the night before I've been having very, very vivid dreams, which is why we're going into conscious and unconscious dreaming in September, next level living. If you want to know about next level living, go to marilynalori.com forward slash next. Anyway, there was an energy on my back. So it is believed that if a ghost wants to enter into your physical body, they will come through your back, come through the back of your neck. That's some, that's the access points. And when I was opening up as a medium and I wasn't in full control of my physical body, um, yet, you know, I didn't know how to control all of this. I could feel that energy and I would sleep on my back right away to not allow them to have access point into my back. Uh, I don't worry about it too much now because I really feel I have like free will. Nothing's allowed to come in and I have protection. Now you may be in a different experience. I was just talking to somebody about this recently. I think it was Monique. Actually, we were talking about entities and lower level energy and if they can come in and we both like we're saying how like we'll go to our healers and they'll be like, oh, I just took this attachment off you. And I'm like, whatever, because I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. But I trust the healer I'm working with. And if that's what they see, that's what they believe. Go ahead, do it. It doesn't matter for me. It might show up as an emotion that needs to go or something like that. But I remember now the last night, I think it was last night or the night before, I was sleeping and I felt like two brackets on my back. And this is how good I am because I was in a deep sleep. And when I mean good, I am. You can be just as good as me. It's only because I'm practiced. It's only because I'm open-minded. It's only because I've been teaching this stuff for like 17, 18 years now, right? So I've been doing it for a really long time. But I don't think I'm any better than anybody else. I think we can all grow our gifts. So I was sleeping and I felt these brackets on my back. And I knew in my sleep state, something's trying to enter in. Because I've been in an emotionally vulnerable state. And I'll talk about that in a second. So I slept, I turned my onto my back. And I said, oh, you're not getting in, not getting in, not allowed in. Um, so you can do that. But when I'm in my house, talk, and I'll talk about the emotional vulnerable state in a second. When I'm in my house, like doing stuff, a ghost will just come up behind me and I'll be like, hello, ghost. It happens all the time. And I'm teaching. If you look on YouTube, you'll see um, the office that I'm in. I usually teach from this space. 
And sometimes when I'm in a teaching or I'm in a strategy session where I'm doing a reading the first uh, 10 minutes, seven to 10 minutes of the strategy session, I'm doing a reading. So it's just me rich in with my guides. I'm out of the way. They're talking and I could feel something enter the room. Um, they don't scare me. They don't bother me. I just acknowledge them and then they go away. I, I just, I'm like, I don't have time. I don't have time. I'm not going to sit here and get your message for some Joe Schmo who's living in Arkansas and I got to go track him down. I'm not doing that work. That's not my work. So I'll just be like, hello, ghost. How are you? And I just continue on my day. Now, vulnerable states can be emotionally vulnerable states. Now, I cannot speak to everyone, right? This is not my, if somebody comes to me and they're like, I need to get rid of an attachment. I need to get rid of this. I need to, I'm like, that's not my area of expertise. Don't come to me because I hold a different belief system. I hold a belief system of free will that nothing has any right to come in. So I adopted that very early on in my studies because in the beginning, I was very vulnerable and I was scared. And I share that in like episode two of this podcast. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode, I share about that story. And um, I had to learn how to get strong, use my tools and techniques. And it's funny, like with Sue's deck, the first card that came up is the magician card. The magician card is all about having all the tools you need. And um, but now I feel really strong with that stuff. Right. And I feel very spiritually connected. And I definitely have certain religious connotations, religious things that I use. So I feel good about this, but you may be in a like, but, but I am in an emotionally vulnerable state right now. You might be in an emotionally vulnerable state. And if you don't feel really powerful and strong, use Archangel Michael, use Archangel Gabriel, Archangel Raphael, use something that makes you feel really empowered. You don't want to give your power away. Like I never gave my power away. Definitely when I called in Archangel Michael, Archangel Gabriel, Raphael, I am feeling their power. But it's also coming through me and I'm giving it to them. They're giving it to me. Really, they're giving me the power and then they're empowering me to do it. That's how I feel with them. Um, so use something that's very empowering to you. It could be Blessed Mother. It could be Mary Magdalene. That doesn't matter what it is. It could be a redwood tree. It could be anything. So emotionally vulnerable states, a lot of you may be in them right now because you're creating change. We in Next Level Living, I was um, doing the hot seat call last week and nobody really had questions because they really answered their own questions on their own. So there was one person in the hot seat. That's when every month they, uh, four people can go into the hot seat. They fill out a little questionnaire and I 15 to 20 minutes uh, laser coach them on the question. So only one person was in it and we did a lot. And it was about actually ghosts coming in um, because the person was opening up and um, it's very private. So she, she's pretty private too. So I'm not going to even go into that, but that's why this conversation is coming up a lot because when you open up your gifts or you open up your psychic ability or open up your emotions, you open up your emotions, you become more susceptible to feeling and energies and feeling things that aren't there. So we were talking a bit about that, but then we got into a whole conversation about what we're doing and how we're being and where it's a very good community of people. And that's what I feel makes Next Level Living so incredible. It's not just what my guides are teaching through me. And I do have a very good way of organizing groups. I'm very good at it. Um, but it's also the people in there. They're so dynamic. They're so special. They're so incredible. They're so supportive. They're meeting on their own, doing writing circles and um, business things. And they're just, they're just like doing things on their own. And they're all just solidifying as a community. And um, But my point is, is that we were talking about being in a vulnerable state, shifting and changing. And what I noticed from each and every one of them is nobody is willing to stay still. Nobody is willing to stay stuck. 
And if you're a person who's not willing to stay still or stuck anymore, what does that mean? What that means is you're not waiting for outside circumstances to change before you change. You know that you are the change. Does that mean that you don't want the universe to meet you in some of that change? What it means is you're creating the change from the inside out. You're not waiting for the universe to change for you. So I used to have a huge, huge crush on Ray Liotta. Huge, huge. And so much so that I was dating a very uh, a famous guy who was, had a famous uncle who was a famous director who Ray Liotta would go visit. And I would always miss him at the famous uncle's house. And like my boyfriend at the time would show me a picture and be like, huh, look who was here, your boyfriend. Like I loved him. And I once wrote a monologue called When Ray Liotta Comes Knocking because I was, it was in my 20s. I broke up with that boyfriend, was kind of in a lot of heartache. I was in a lot of confusion, smoking a lot of pot. I'm not a pot smoker. I just don't do well with pot. And I would be sitting in my apartment that looked out at a brick wall, smoking pot, thinking, why doesn't Ray Liotta just come to my house and knock on the door? And I was like, oh my goodness, that's like a monologue. So like, I think, I don't remember how many years later I wrote a monologue when Ray Liotta comes knocking and in my pot, you know, in the, in the monologue, she, she's stoned and he comes knocking. Anyway, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen externally. Now maybe he'll come knocking because he's no longer with us, which is very sad because what an incredible actor and a person from, I don't, you know, I don't know him, but from the people who knew him that I, I knew, but um, maybe he'll come knocking now. <laughs> Anyway, let's not digress too much. You can't wait for outside circumstances to change your life. You have to change from within. And if you're one of those people that is ready to change and is done with being stuck, you have to be honest with yourself about this. I had to be really honest with myself about this, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. And I'm not somebody who stays stuck. I'm constantly creating change, constantly, constantly, constantly. But I said to myself, you know, like two years ago, like something's not shifting enough. What else do I need to do? And I'm, I'm raising the bar and I'm going to talk more, a little more about this down the line on my podcast, the things that I'm doing to raise the bar and to create change in my life. Um, I bring a lot of that into my program, Next Level Living. So if you're somebody who's really ready to create change, be honest with yourself. If you're somebody who's sitting back waiting, be honest with yourself. If that's who you are right now, okay, then accept it. But if you're somebody who's really ready to create change, find a community and start changing. And I would love to invite you into checking out Next Level Living because I really think that it is one of the best communities out there. I really do. I, I'm blown away by the material that gets taught every month. And again, it's not me. So you have to be with your higher self. That's where this is all going to create this change. You have to know what kind of change it is. You have to get clear to the change. We're going to talk about like the tarot tools in a second of how that can help you. And why I'm like a little bit of a mishimashi with you today, but I kind of like, it's almost like a witch's brew for me. It's like, let's throw things into the pot and let's see what we create because everything is our own lives are alchemy. And this is the thing that like, you know, I'm a big believer in. There is not one thing for one person. The one thing for one person is not going to be the same for, for the person next to them. I am such a true believer that I have to meet everyone on their path and create give them the tools and techniques, and then they design it for themselves based on their instrument. And I empower them to do that. And the other thing that I do is like, you'll probably wonder, how do I hold groups? Well, I'm very good at 
meeting, this is me, like, I know I'm good at this, meeting people on their path. And if somebody says to me, I can't um, see this way, or I can't hear this way, spirit, my guides are so freaking good that they are able to work with the person, their instrument, and teach them what works for them, so that they don't feel like a misfit. They don't feel like, oh, I'm not fitting in. Instead, they're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. This is how I do it. And that's what I want you to find. I want you to find a community of, of a teacher. First of all, a teacher that sees you that doesn't just want to be a guru. I can't stand those teachers. I So I'm going to digress again. I was looking, there's been a couple of people lately throwing people under the bus. You know, there's a couple of coaches out there that are misstepping, doing things, making mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes, right? I don't know the whole stories because I don't believe in gurus. So I'm never like following anyone like like, oh my goodness, you're my guru. And when they make a mistake, I'm like knocking them off the pedestal. I don't do that because I don't believe in gurus. I'm the freaking guru for myself. You're the guru for yourself. So I've been noticing a lot of people like it's been freaking bad, man. And, you know, it's really unfortunate. I was talking to a friend of mine this weekend about this. And I don't usually do this. I don't usually, she's usually the one that says it's women doing it to women. And I'm like, I'm usually like, really? Because I have a lot of strong female friends. So I don't even understand that kind of behavior. And then this time I was like, oh my goodness, you're right. It's women doing it to women. Why? And if I have an issue with someone, unless it's like a big conglomerate company, like I had an issue with AT&T once and they weren't responding to me and they owed me money, then yeah, I'm going to go on Facebook and like do something because I, I can't get any attention. But usually I don't. Like right now, I, I, like, I just don't. I just don't. I don't name the person. I will get verbal about the lesson if somebody's wronged me, but I don't usually name the person. I'll take it up with the person because I just don't, it's not nice behavior to me. So I've been noticing a lot of this lately of people throwing people under the bus. Now, why did I bring this up? Guru, trust your own instrument. Find a teacher that really sees you. There's a lot of teachers out there that want you to just see them. And it to me, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So find the teacher out there that sees you, that hears you, even if they're helping you, because they're going to be helping you. You're in their program so that they can help you. But find the one that really can help you. Okay. Ghost. I was going to teach you a little bit about clearing. Um, one of the biggest things, two things I'm going to give you, because somebody had talked to me about this. I was coaching someone recently, and I feel like I shared this a bit with you about empathic ability. And you need one tool that will help you when you're overly sensitive to other people. The one that I use is pink roses for me. I surround myself in pink roses. I used to, I don't have to do this anymore. And when I would go into a certain type of atmosphere where I knew there were going to be a lot of emotions, a business meeting, it could be anything. It could be a subway. It could be a park. I would surround myself in pink roses so that I didn't feel uh, or take on the energy of the person. I don't think I'm going to do clearing of property because I believe I did that on a podcast and I'll do it again because I know not everybody listens to every single podcast or so repeating information helps. So I will do that down the line. I want to talk about tarot cards because I've been communicating with somebody who's been following me and she's very, very sweet. And again, I don't have permission to say her name, so I won't say it. Um, but she was asking me, she said she wanted to practice giving tarot readings and stuff and she was going to offer them to, for free for people. And I think that that's great. I think it's a great way to practice. Um, I did it too when I was practicing and learning how to read and stuff like that. And uh, you have to know, you have to have boundaries with that because people will take advantage of it. 
I hate to say that, but it's true. Um, and the other thing too is, so the boundary could be like one or two questions, or I'm only going to do a 10 minute reading, or I'm only taking the first five people, things like that can be like, it can be that. So she was saying, how do you do tarot readings if you're not shuffling the cards, you're, if they're not shuffling the cards? And it's very easy. You hold, first of all, you have to have two tarot decks, right? You have to have a tarot deck for yourself and a tarot deck for your clients. So I have Rider weight. I have to clean them, man. I can't even touch them. They're, they've been on my altar for a while. Got to clean those things. How do I clean a tarot deck? I have a tarot class. You can go to um, MarilynLaurie.com and look for tarot for your soul. It does teach that stuff. But basically, you can use incense. You can use different things. When you first, you can clear a deck by shuffling the deck 10 times. That'll clear a deck. Um, when you get a new deck, I opened this and I didn't clear it. I think it's okay. I just shuffled them 10 times. These are the cards. So I'm going to show them on the video. If you want to go to the YouTube channel. Um, I just shuffled them. They're Sue's cards. Sue is such a lovely, lovely person. I'm not worried about the energy. I can feel in my hands. My hands are very, very strong to feeling. I could feel they need a little clearing. So I like using rose water. So I make my own rose water now. I used to use vodka, lavender, and uh, vodka, lavender, and water in a spray bottle. I don't have to do that anymore for me. Um, I started using rose water with yoga, and then it just felt really clean. So I just put some rose oil in and fill it with the, the clean water, you know, so water from my Berkey, not um, faucet water, because uh, that's not going to freaking work. you got to use clean water, so it could be bottled water and stuff. Um, so I'm not worried about this deck not being clear because I know that it's Sue. And if you want to know about Sue, her deck is called Dream Dust Shamanic Tarot. And I'm going to answer the question about how you shuffle and stuff. Dream Dust Shamanic Tarot and Sue Sparrow Bellamy. And her site is, she's got a bookstore, diamondhollowbooks.com. And if you go on there and you look down, you can read about her. And then she has a, um, and access to her card. She doesn't know I'm doing this. I'm, it's not an affiliate link or anything like that. I just really love Sue. And I'm glad to have been a part of this um, in her creation because she was like the, one of the first students I mentored. Um, and she just took, when I taught her tarot and she just took it and started creating her own and she's just a beautiful soul. So the it's called suebellamy.com dream dust shamanic tarot forward slash and we'll put that in the show notes i'll make sure that that's in the show notes but anyway so if so when i was doing phone readings so if i was with a client face to face i would give them the deck i would make sure the deck was clear you have to make sure it's clear and then i would give them the deck and i would tell them to shuffle it as many times as they did and then i would i didn't do a lot of tarot readings i only did them very early on just to because i was learning tarot to me i just didn't need any instruments after a while but they're fun tool technique to learn. Um, so I would put, you know, I'd have them cut the deck in half and then I'd put the deck together and I'd pull out the first three cards and first card could be past, second card could be present, third card could be future. There's a ghost in my back and no ghost. <laughs> Why not come in now? Feels like it's Sue's dad. <laughs> He's making it. And then there's a James here. I don't know who James is. And there's an Elliot, an Elliot. I don't know if that's for you, Sue. I don't know who it's for, but there's a James and Elliot here. And they are playing instruments, okay? Just want you to know they're hanging out over here, having a good old time. Ooh, they're fun. Okay, so anyway, um, so that's how I would do it in person. But if I was doing a phone reading, I would shuffle the cards, make sure they were cleared. 
And then I would just hold the intention of the client. Whether Now, I'm the type of reader that uh, strategy sessions are different. Now, I, I have the, the questions because I want to just get to the strategy. So the reading, sometimes I see the questions ahead of time. Sometimes I don't. These people trust me. They know that I'm not like manipulating. I'm not interested in manipulating anything for you. I'm interested in just giving you the information that comes through me. So um, the last one I did, I never even looked at the questions because I don't need questions to do readings at all. And I did the reading the first 10 minutes of the strategy session. And then I went to her questions and it was everything that they told me to tell her. So it was perfect. Um, and that's usually how readings work. But if you have the question, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. If you don't have the question and you just want to tap into the client's information. So you would shuffle the cards and I would think, I'm going to think of all of you. I want you all to... Ask how you can change right now. Pull in your higher self, whether you know your higher self or not. And just ask, ooh, there are so many ghosts here. Ask how, they're, they're, a lot of them would sue. Sue's so magical. I don't know if she's doing readings anymore, but she does great readings. She's usually who I recommend. Uh, one of the people I recommend. Just ask spirit, like, what do I need to know to change? Like, what do I need to know to create change in my life? Okay, so I'm going to keep shuffling. So what I would do is keep shuffling and I would intuitively just know when to stop. I just know when to stop. Now I could um, cut the deck myself. I could, there's a lot of energy on these cards. So her cards, I can cut the deck myself. We'll see what they want me to do. I don't know what they're going to want me to do. I have a feeling I just pulled the card. So they just had me pull a card. I didn't look at the card yet. It's the one on top. It just, there's a card jumped out at me. The card falls out of the deck and you see it, you better read it. Now she does follow right away, but she does that she's an artist. So I'm going to look at the card. I'm not going to look at her meaning in the book. I think when you're playing with tarot, don't look at the meanings in the books. Let the card speak to you, but I'm going to do both. We'll see what happens. So this is how do I create change in my life? Ooh, I don't even know what this stands for. It's the fire shaman. Um, it could be the priestess. It could be an emperor. I don't really know, but I'm just going to read the card. So she does put a little bit of a thing down below. It says a brave, respected leader, an inspired entrepreneur who uses resources wisely to achieve goals, an enthusiastic, confident teacher. I mean, come on. I That's insane. You can see this on YouTube. For those of you in the podcast, you won't be able to see it. Wow. Come on. I was just talking about finding a competent teacher. And of course, all my change, my change is a lot of things. It's not just about, um, I spray rose water on my hands when I feel like my hands need to be cleaned. It's not just about, um, business for me. It's about life right now. I'm doing a lot. Of, I'm doing a lot of changing, a lot of changing. Okay. So before I go to her exam, her thing, I'm going to read this card for all of us. Ooh, right away, I have a problem with breathing. So the breathing is about um, not trusting the flow of life, not trusting it. The other thing they have me do is curl my toes under. If I curl my toes under, you're not fully stepping, thank you, stepping on the ground, owning your path, owning what you want, owning what you desire. Instead, you're, you're not even tippy-toeing spirits like, and look, they're giving this reading to me too. 
you're kind of curling over your toes, like scrunching up your feet, like, I don't know, can I do this? Can I do this? I'm afraid, I'm afraid. What if the universe says no? What if somebody says no? And spirit's like, well, you just put your feet on the ground and walk the path. Just trust it because nothing's going to change if you don't commit to change, if you don't commit to walking the path. Now, what I'm drawn in in this card is the blue above the red. That is where I'm drawn. So now I'm going to talk about the red first. The red to me is a lot of throat chakra energy, even though the throat chakra is blue. And to me, that's about what are you afraid to say? What are you afraid to write? What are you afraid to share? Don't be afraid of it because red for me. So this is where I teach you your own symbolic language of your soul because you go, you might love red, right? For me, red is like being in grammar school and, and the nuns marking up my red paper, the paper with red pen. And I'd be like, I don't like red. So, you know, you see a paper with red, you're like, oh, darn, man, I didn't get that right. But to me, this red is about the first chakra. It's about exploring. It's about knowing your beliefs. It's about changing your beliefs, about shifting your beliefs. It feels like rising the passion from within. And the blue I love, it's about destiny, but it's also got a compassion in it because it feels like an aqua, which is between the heart and the throat. And that color is, to me, usually people think it's pink. For me, it's a mixture of the blue and the um, the green and it's this beautiful like aqua color and it's about having compassion for yourself as you walk this journey but also spirits making me feel like this is about destiny this is your destiny this is the time to step into your destiny hey fire shaman light the fire believe in the fire fan the flames do the things that you need to do in order to create the life that you desire i'm drawn to the purple in the card there's purple on the outskirts of the card and what I'm drawn to that is purple to me is the highest spiritual color. And purple is very much about also Lent in, in Catholicism, right? And I'm not going to try to give any Catholic lesson about Lent because I wouldn't be the person to do it. But to me, it's that, that 40 days, 40 nights of giving something, sustaining from something so you become a better person. So you become closer to God. You become closer to spirituality. So I feel like this card is saying to us, you know, you have like 40 days, 40 nights. Do you know, like, no matter what, like if you knew no matter what, that what you desire was going to, was, was already here, was coming to fruition. And it probably is going to look different than you desire it because what spirit has for us so much greater. How would you live your life? Like, how would you step out in faith? You would just step out in faith and you would make those decisions and you would move forward. So it feels to me like it's really, really important to move forward in your belief system, creating belief systems that support you, making sure you're surrounded by people that really support you. But most importantly, trusting that fire within and breathing that fire out, really allowing that fire out. Now, let's see what Sue says, because I have no idea. And I'm not sure which one it is in the deck. Oh, you know what fire shaman is? Let's see. It is, I forgot what fire it is. That might be uh, swords. Uh, it's wands. Oh, it's wands for her, which is great. So she took the elements of the tarot, which is wands, pentacles, swords, and cups, right? And she made them into different, into elements. She's shamanic, right? So it's shaman stuff. She studied shamanism and stuff. So it's wands, sun, south, passion, creativity, light, life force. Okay, so it, 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 to me, wands is creative energy, using your creative energy. She's got an explanation for that, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do, so this must be king or something. Yeah, fire shaman is, it's the king of wands. Powerful card. So this is what she wrote. 
A fiery mantle is worn by the well-respected fire shaman who inspires and leads with passion and bravery. The way I want you to hear this reading is how do I encompass this? How do I need to encompass this to change? How would I possess this in order to become the person I'm meant to be in this world? Whatever your change was about, maybe it was about love, it was about business, doesn't matter. There is like such an energy in here. So I'm going to read it again and just take it in as yourself and think, ask yourself, how can this, how is this card speaking to me to create change? A fiery mantle is worn by the well-respected fire shaman who inspires and leads with passion and bravery. A gifted visionary, an entrepreneur who uses his resources wisely to ensure the best outcome for all. Love that. Let your natural confidence and ambition be your guides. They will be a light to all. One whose enthusiasm is infectious, competence, esteemed, and teaches others to see, guiding them on their path. One who sees the big picture and has the vision, strength, and patience to gracefully climb to the top of any mountain unscathed. Love that. So I think with Sue and I used to do this, we used to do like readings together. Um, I feel like with what Sue said and what I said, ask yourself what passion you need to reignite in order to light the way for yourself. And then I love her definition of it all. I'm just going to go back to it and grab something out. What do you need to be enthusiastic about? Where did you lose your enthusiasm? How can you build up new, new enthusiasm? What is the big picture you need to see? What is the vision you need to see? And then I do feel like this is a mountain with the blue. You're probably climbing up the mountain right now. But remember, you're going to get to the top of the mountain and you're going to see this beautiful vista. But you have to do the climb. You have to do the walking. You have to do the stepping. You have to do the doing. You have to take the steps in order to change and your life will change. All right. I'm going to, so what I do then is, so you should keep the card. She has a beautiful, beautiful box. They come in. I'm going to just keep it in that right now. I'm not going to mix it with my others, but I'm going to shuffle these cards 10 times and that clears the deck. And then I'm going to put them back in there. And, um, and then I'm doing this in real time because I like doing that. And that's where I'm going to leave you today. I know it was a little bit of a mishmash, but I think it's enjoyable. So what I, I want to give you a couple of tools real quick. So what I want you to do is find a tool or technique that really speaks to you. I have a great tarot class online, or you can go and buy Sue's cards, whatever speaks to you. I have no, like people think when I, when I talk to people and I ask them, I make an offer to them and I'm like, do you want to come join blah, blah, blah. And then they go silent on me. I'm like, just say no. It's more hurtful that you don't like respond to me. Like, I don't care. You got to do what's best for you. I have no... Do what's best for you. Anyway, find a tool or technique to support you right now. It could be a book. It could be my podcast. It could be tarot cards. It could be a pendulum. I'm not a big fan of pendulums anymore. I don't use them. I think they're great to start out with. I got to clear that deck. But it's okay. The reading's good. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, what you use. But find something that really speaks to you. Don't adhere to it so much that you don't trust yourself Please don't do that. I see people doing that all the time. Got to ask my pendulum. My pendulum said no. Well, what do you think when your pendulum said no? If your pendulum said no, did it bother you? Do you need to change it? Is there something else you need to do? Figure it out. Ask another question. Why did you say no? What do I need to learn? Why is this no bothering me? Even though the pendulum only gives yes, no, and neutral questions. Is it bothering me because I really want to go? Is it bothering me because whatever? So just do that. 
And um, so find a tool technique, take a walk in the woods with your higher self, go check out my higher self class, which is marilynalori.com forward slash higher self. And most important, have fun, have fun. We're going to be going on a journey together. Like I said, and I don't want to go longer than 45 minutes on these podcasts anymore. I'm going through a lot of change. I'm going to start sharing with you what I'm doing to create change in my life. So uh, tune in and remember always rate, review, subscribe. It really, really helps guys, especially if you could share this podcast with your friends. It would mean the world to me. I really want to get this podcast out to more people. I hear from so many of you how it helps you. And I really would like to help more people. So help me help more people. All right. Sending you a ton of love. Thank you so much. Bye.